0: Welcome to the Cash Flow Guys Podcast. Hey there, howdy. You know what time it is, and you heard the man. This is Tyler Sheff, and I am the host of the Cash Flow Guys Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about something pretty cool. We're going to learn how to make money from rent control. That's right. You know, it's the real estate guys. One of my favorite set of podcasters, real estate guys always talk about there's clues in the news, right? You got to do the math and then the math will tell you what to do. That's what I've learned from Robert and Russ. And we're going to do exactly that this week. We're going to talk about all this stuff that we're seeing online and all the publications and on the news media and everywhere else talking about rent control. It's actually happening right here in my local market, they're starting to look go down that path in saint petersburg florida they just recently if those of you that have been in a cave they just recently passed a statewide rent control in the state of california statewide rent control that's kind of crazy now oregon also has rent control in case you didn't know and new york has rent control although new york it's not statewide it does not apply in every single city in new york However, you should be paying attention to these rules, and let me let me start by saying this. When they pass this new legislation, the very first thing, or when they talk about passing this, this legislation, your job as an investor, the very first thing that you're going to do is you're going to read what they propose. Here's why. The news lies to us. They sensationalize everything in the headlines, you see, because when we read the headlines only, we get excited, we start acting crazy, and then you know the rest is history right anybody's got a facebook profile knows that first let's read this and that's exactly what i did so i went through these the bill and then the actual one that they've they've published on the state of california website i've gone through the memorandum that they're the uh, city council meeting in the city of st petersburg to go through what's going on there so i can get a better understanding and what i've learned first of all right out of the gate is that it's not as bad as the media made it sound now this that said i want to start right out in the very beginning of this episode before you guys get all excited and say this, I do not endorse rent control in any way, shape, or form, okay? Let me be clear on that. I'm going to say it again. I do not endorse rent control in any way, shape, or form. I am, by all means, a greedy capitalist pig. I want to make money. That's why I'm here. Why do I like to make money? Well, because I like to spend money, and rent control sometimes can work against us, but let's talk about how to make money on it. First of all, I'm a believer in making lemonade from lemons, okay? I'm not going to let what I see in the media, at least I want to try not to, because like you, I'm human, right? My knee-jerk reaction. Action was whiskey tango foxtrot? What is going on here? What are they doing? The whole state? That's kind of crazy. Anyway, let's look at what does that do for us. First of all, if you are not in the state of California, you are not in one of the cities in New York that's affected, or you're not in Oregon. Calm the hell down. Let's not panic and throw the baby out with the bathwater. Okay? Let's look at the big big picture here. First of all, it takes. Uh, let's do. We all agree. I don't care what side of the aisle you sit on or if you're somewhere down the middle, we can all agree that it takes politicians a long time to accomplish anything in today's society. That is no reflection on who's president or who's in the, the house or the Senate or any of that. None of that matters. What matters is the government cannot do anything quickly. They've been talking about the statewide rent control for a long time. And a lot of folks weren't paying attention because we're not really focused on what's going on around us. Instead, like me, you're probably glued to your Facebook wall, which I'm to the point where I'm really starting to loathe Facebook altogether. I'm, I'm just, it's, ugh, I'm back to reading books. I'm less time on Facebook, more time with my nose in a book because there's always more stuff I can learn, right? So let's dive into this statewide rent control thing here in California. It says, and I read the statute, it says, or the, the bill or whatever they're talking about, it says you cannot raise the rent on apartments more than 5% plus the rate of inflation per year with a annual cap of 10 percent well at first time i'm a guy that owns a lot of apartments right so i look at that and go "Ooh, that hurts so here's the next question well number one why does not why doesn't this apply to single family homes that's interesting i find that very interesting why does this cap this this statewide rent control why are single family homes exempt i could not find anywhere in there where it said statewide that uh, single family homes are impacted by this. So if you're in California and you have a single family home, unless they make some changes to this law before it actually becomes official in January, calm down, relax because apparently they're not doing this against you because probably because you know people cast votes not corporations right so they're the intent here again i do not support this but the intent it sounds like with this representative that did this and and proposed this bill was to end housing and cap you know to punish the big corporations essentially is how i see it that's just me though uh, that said ask yourself this question all of you listen to the show i don't care if you own a property in missoula montana buffalo new york or la i challenge any of you look me straight in the face with us with a look me with a straight face look me in the eye and tell me that you have consistently raised your rents every year to any degree let alone five percent with a cap of ten percent not a one of you listening to this episode i guarantee you not one of you have raised your rents consistently every single year on every property you own at least five percent per year none of you so if you haven't done that all yet why are you complaining about this rent control law? It doesn't apply to you because you're a lazy landlord, because you're you're afraid to raise your rents anyway. Why are you afraid to raise your rents? Well, because you think that the tenants will leave you, or it'll, you won't find tenants when you do have a vacancy, or whatever your reasoning is. You don't raise your rents now. I know you don't. Why do I know that? Well, because my team puts in a lot of offers on a lot of property on a regular basis. And one thing I always hear from every seller or every real estate agent is. I said, when I say, why the, why is it renting for, why are these units, these beautiful two bedrooms renting for 500 a month? And I always get the same answer. Well, we wouldn't want to upset the tenants or we were afraid of losing the tenants, or we had a hard time filling it up five years ago. So we put tenants in at 500 bucks a month. And we understand that that will now rent for 950 as written our poor forma. However, you're going to have to do that. So here's the deal. Let's, let's look a little, let's dive a little deeper in this first before I before I go on too far. It also says that you can't do evictions without cause. Well, don't get excited about that now because here's the state here's the here's the skinny folks you can't evict now with, without cause anyway because there's there's laws in place that say you have to have a reason to you just can't knock on someone's door and say get out that's not how it works i don't know any state in the country that has laws that make it that easy to evict you got to have a good reason you just can't throw people on the street nobody's ever allowed they haven't ever allowed that at least as long as i've been alive in 48 years so really what they're doing is restating what's already there now. Yes, they did a better job this time of defining what's cause and if you read the California statute, it actually breaks down the myriad of reasons, all of which are legit, right? Like, you know, guy doesn't pay his rent, you get to put him on the street, that's how it works. So they haven't in my opinion anyway stripped a whole bunch of rights away from you, although the media would probably want you to believe otherwise so you get all all of Twitter and start freaking out and then you blow up your Facebook feed and You call each other racists and bigots and all this other good stuff and blah, blah, blah. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's also talk about the fact that it doesn't impact the little guy. Well, I don't know where I fall. I'm going to go ahead and say that I fall under little guy because I'm not, I don't own the 2 million apartments in California. Why? Well, because the prices in California are already too crazy and the folks over there, there's no way, I I don't even know how they get, they even get debt on those properties. They're so crazy. Price is subjective, obviously doesn't matter what something is priced at, so to speak. But when you get, you know, a guy that pays a million bucks for a fourplex, that guy's going to have a hard time walking away from it for, I don't know, the 200,000 that I'd probably pay him for it, considering it rents for $900 times four. So the folks in California, they got a whole shitstorm on their plate anyway, as it stands. So before we get excited about the fact that, well, that's just going to destroy California and whatever, think about the flip side of this, okay? Think about how you can profit in this. Okay. And we're going to talk about that a little later here in the episode on really how we can get, how we could do better. But let's look at it from a mathematics standpoint, you know, Russell Gray says you do the math and the math will tell you what to do. So let's do that. Let's, let's go to LA and we go to a little website called bestplaces.net. That's one of my little favorite, uh, tricks websites where you go to get the information on a specific market. I like to look for upcoming, you know, markets that are, That are stepping up tertiary markets, markets that are on the rise. I like to be ahead of the curve. I like to get in, do the good stuff, make money, and then if I need to, get out. Right. And um, so let's talk about L.A. I went into L.A. or I went to BestPlaces.net. I typed in Los Angeles, California, and I'm looking for the median rent in in Los Angeles, California. Now I understand that there's Compton and there's. Beverly Hills, all within LA, right? So there's a huge range. I'm just looking for a baseline. Those of you that are engineers, I know this is going to make your head explode, but yes, we're just going general, okay? Because we're just going to simply make an example. We're not going to have to break it all down and and get down to the address. The median rent, according to bestplaces.net in LA, is two grand, okay? So at two grand... It was like nineteen hundred and some change, um, almost two grand. A ten percent cap means that you can only raise your rent if you're charging two thousand dollars a month rent. You can, or yeah, two thousand dollars a month rent. You can only raise your rent two hundred dollars a month every year. Well, guys, that's twenty four hundred dollars a year. So why is that a problem? Because I bet you, if I if I if I looked at your books, I guarantee you, you haven't raised your rent ten percent per year. Why? Because if you did, you probably think your tenants would leave and whatever. Or Let's be honest, guys, you're probably not adding the value once you buy the property that you think you're going to. Everybody talks a good game when they're out raising money, like we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do this. But at the end of the day, the less money you spend, the more money everybody makes. So those of you that are doing syndicates, guys, I get it. You know, you raise the money, that's cool. You got a nice operating account, you got your capex, to do your thing, but... Let's be honest. If you plan on ten thousand dollars a door, or let's say more conservative, let's say sixty five hundred dollars a door in improvements, and it comes in at five grand, great. You are not going to go out and spend the extra fifteen hundred dollars just because you have it to spend. No, you are going to put it back into the operating accounts and whatnot. You are going to distribute it out to the investors, and you get a piece, and everybody wins, right? So that helps a an a, a investor that's using other people's money make more money for them and their investors. Nothing wrong with that. Totally get it. But here's the thing. None of you are doing this 10% anyway. And I say 10% because in one example they were used in the statute, they they capped it at 10%. So let's assume that the rate of inflation was at 10%. Let's just say it's not at 10%. Let's say it's at 5%. Let's say there's no let's pretend we live in a socialist utopia where everything is is uh, unicorns and rainbows and there's no such thing as inflation because you know everything's free. So let's say that uh, 5% is the Is while you can raise the rent, that's still a hundred bucks per month per door. I mean, you get an apartment building and you're able to get a full hundred bucks every single year. I tip my hat to you. That's impressive. I also think that you're probably gonna have a massive amount of vacancy loss that you're gonna suffer every year. So let's be honest, folks, you may get pull that off when you buy when you acquire an asset. Let's say you buy a property, I've done it several times. You buy a property and you stabilize it and you raise rents so the new tenants coming in or anybody that moves into one of the renovated units gets a much better product than what was there before, you can easily justify hundred dollars a month rent with no problem. But if you think that you're going to walk into a building and say, I know your carpet has you know, cat pee stains in it and there's a chalk line in your kitchen, but we're still going to raise your rents a hundred bucks and you don't do anything in exchange for that, your tenants are going to leave. That's just how it goes. So the way to get make sure that doesn't happen, is to, we're going to raise you around 100 bucks, which to you is 1200 bucks for that that apartment, and add some value. Maybe you're going to change the living room carpet, or maybe you're going to have the carpets cleaned, or maybe you're going to, I don't know, send a maintenance guy in to clean up the chalk line from the last guy that got shot at the, at the war, war zone property that you own. Bottom line is, guys, when we add value to our properties, tenants perceive the value, but let's, let's look about... Let's look and see how this works for negotiation, right? What the state of California just did is they said publicly in the headlines that the populace, the people, the four, the poor, poor, depressed folks in, in L.A. and the state of California that are tired of paying inflated rents it's they just said on behalf of the residents on behalf of all the people that pay rent in the state of california the state for you said hey guys we're okay with you raising rent up to 10 percent, but if you get to 11 percent, we have a problem with that so here's what happened the politicians you know that were elected by the people for the people represent the people they just said on behalf of all the tenants of california that it's okay to to charge them five percent per year no problem so let me ask you this why wouldn't you this is a perfect opportunity and i'm talking to everybody in the country this is a perfect opportunity to raise your rents, if you've ever needed a permission slip to raise your rents, if you've ever needed to get more money for your property and raise the value of your buildings, guys, they're waving flags right now. Now is the time. I mean, get on that train and and ride it because you can say, hey, you know, in California, I'm just staying with, in compliance with California state law, even though this is Florida. Raise your rents across the board by 5%. I challenge you, every lease renewal for the next 12 months, raise your rent 5%. I bet you most of you don't have the courage to do it. I bet you don't. However, you talk to your tenants and say, here's the good news. I'm going to go ahead and adopt that California law. We're not going to raise your rent any more than, than that 10% they said in California. And they're going to say 5%. And you're going to say, well, yeah, but they said 5% plus the cost of inflation. So let's say inflation's two percent, which makes me laugh to even say it's really closer to seven. But that's a whole other story. That's why they put a cap at 10 percent because nobody really knows that you can never get an accurate number of inflation number in the first place. So I'm just going to go ahead with a 10 percent cap. We're just going to raise the rate that rents 10 percent every year. So here's the thing. If you got a, a property that rents for two thousand a month, but let's talk about everybody else that's not in California. Let's say your average landlord probably is getting between 900 or at least should be getting between 900 and and $1,000 in a lot of your your markets, right? Unless you're in a big city or whatever. But I, I would say that's probably a median across the country. And I know that that's higher in some places and lower than the others, and I get all that. But let's say that the average person is, can handle paying $1,000 and you raise their rent by 10%. So you're raising their rent to $1,100. What that means is you're going to get $1,200 a year extra income for for the first for that year and then next year you're going to raise another 10 percent, which would be another hundred so you're at 2400 you see how this grows think about how well you can preserve your building if you can invest i don't know let's say a thousand of that 1200 in back into your building every year per door that that gets huge now most investors would say i'm not going to do that because you know why would i I get it. I totally get it. Like, oh, well, I could put a new roof on every five years, even though I don't need one. That doesn't make good sense. But my point is this. You can, they're they're making it okay for you to raise the rents across the board because you're not doing it now anyway. Let's be honest. Let's just call it like we see it. You're not doing it now, but now you have a good reason to do it. So get out there. With that pen and get the, get start drafting those renewal leases because when the lease is up now I know in most states and all states probably you cannot raise the rent mid lease term you usually have to honor whatever lease you have in place with the tenant fine great I get it but when you do go to do renewals hey guys take this and do it I challenge you I bet you won't do it but I challenge you to do this, to get yourself more money. And then you can add more value, which means you're gonna have happier tenants and your buildings are gonna be worth more money. That's just how it rolls, guys, that's the, that's how it goes. So the state of California, give them a pat on the back because they just helped you negotiate great rent increases. If you choose to have the courage to take advantage of it, will you do it or won't you? I know most are going, but I can't get tenants now. Why is that? Well, the reason for that is your units probably suck. If they're dirty or they smell like wet cat or something like that, you're going to have a hard time getting rents. So how do you solve that problem? It's kind of like the same advice I tell someone that's got crappy credit. If you've got crappy credit, you can't get a mortgage. Well, gee. How about you start paying your bills and sort out your credit? Ooh, what a concept! That's interesting. So, to you, slumlords out there that have apartments that you yourself wouldn't live in, how about you send somebody in there with, that's got a clue? You spend a little bit of money and you tighten those places up. How about you have yeah you have somebody that doesn't paint with their fist and paints with a brush instead? Go in and do a nice job. And if you got cracked and broken tiles and broken windows and windows that don't open and all this other stupid stuff, if you've got appliances that look like crap, if you've got sinks that are nasty and they got fungus on them and everything else, and old crappy toilets from the 1970s, and and you've got, I don't know, pea-colored or uh, avocado-colored toilets in your units, maybe it's time to invest a little capital back into your properties. And if you do that, remember, I'm not saying I don't advocate rent control, totally on the other side of the fence on this. What I'm saying is, use this as an opportunity to add value to your buildings. In the end, it's going to pay off with a higher resale value when you do decide to sell it, and you're going to be able to justify that more rent yes, if your place is a dump, you're not going to be able to get more rent now. I get it. So don't make it a dump. Make it better than a dump. Make it nice. Heck, maybe if it's in a C-class or better neighborhood, maybe do a little bit of landscaping outside and you just do a better job of being a landlord because your job is to provide clean, safe, affordable housing and your job also is to be profitable doing so. You shouldn't have to give places away and you know if you're making if you've got a duplex and you're only making $200 for the duplex you're screwed you're not going to make it you're going to have a hard time if you blow a water heater it's going to wipe a year's full of cash flow a year's worth of cash flow so how do you fix that well guys we raise the rents that's how we do that now let's talk about buying state of california also if those of you that ever thought about buying property in california man now is the time if i had if i had any inkling To buy in california now i'd be all over it because it's in all through the papers you got both sides of the 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 socialists they're raising their hands and going yay this is the greatest thing ever go bernie sanders and the capitalist side is going oh my god this is a mess we're going to lose everything and we're all going to die so capitalize on that they've just laid the groundwork for you to sit in front of a seller and go you want me to buy this building in california are you nuts i mean obviously you wouldn't say that and still get a good negotiation But seriously, you could look at them and go, dude, they just passed statewide rent control. And we both know once that we go down that slippery slope, it never ends. So I would use that now. If you overpay for a building, if you're one of those knuckleheads that's paying a million dollars for a fourplex in California, I've seen these deals happen. I know they happen. You're an idiot. I'm sorry, but you're just dumb. Now's the time to say, hey, uh, Jimmy, this thing only rents for $1,000 a month. I don't care where it is. You're not going to get a million bucks for something that rents for $1,000 a month times four units. That's not how it works. This is where you can say to Jimmy, look, man, you the best thing I could do for you is to take this off your hands, reach out to the lender, do a short sale, something you gotta get, gotta dump this thing. It puts scarcity in their mind. Use those headlines to be a capitalist pig capitalize on this opportunity because all these folks that bought this overpriced real estate, this, these apartments in, in California that were buying for appreciation. Well, I got news for them. They're screwed. You know what, they're going to have a big fat wah, wah, that's what you're going to see from them because they're going to lose their shorts. Well, if you are out there looking to acquire property in California for some reason and you haven't yet sobered up, maybe you would go out there and use this as a tool to negotiate great deals. Guys, also, if you're in other markets, start start a little bit of hysteria there in your local market. Look, they just passed rent control in California. I'm not even sure I want to buy rental property, Mr. Landlord. Because I'm not sure these some knucklehead in Minneapolis is going to do the same thing, which they just did, by the way, or St. Petersburg or Buffalo or wherever you may be. Put a little scarcity into the conversation. You talk about there's a seller's market. Well, guys, you know, look at it now. The government, the Socialists, Democrats or whoever, are coming up with all these laws against capitalism. While you can use this as, a, as armor or as a sword in your negotiation, not that negotiations are battles, but you can say, start the conversation. You want to talk about devaluing the property to negotiate. I don't care if it's a single family house, whatever it is. If it's going to be a rental, have that conversation with the seller. Geez, John, what do you think about the statewide rent controls in California? And now here in Florida, they're doing it in St. Pete. They're starting to cap stuff and forcing people to take vouchers and all that. What do you think about that? And let them rant and rave. That's probably why they're selling it in the first place. So get them all chapped up about it. And then tell them, geez, what are you going to do to escape this? What happens if this property doesn't sell? How are we going to work through that problem? I'm, I'm legitimately scared for you, I'm terrified. I can't imagine what position you must be like right now. I'm Frankly, I'm actually shocked that I'm even here having this conversation that I'm considering taking this problem off your hands. Let that sink in a little bit. So here's the deal, folks. If you're in California and you own rental units right now that are affected by this new law, I've got a solution for you, raise the rent now. This thing doesn't go into effect until January. You have time if your leases are, are coming up for expiration between now and January, raise. The rent. I don't care if it's on one unit or not. Raise the rent, even if a tenant has to move out because of it, and you have to replace them with another tenant, and maybe you have to do some rehab in the process. Raise the rent, just raise the rent, and then if you, you then promise yourself that you're going to raise the rent every year at least five percent, no matter what, because that's just being a good citizen of California. Because you got to follow the law, and the law just told you that you need to raise the rent at least 5% per year. That's how I read that. You know, Peter Fortunato, one of the folks I've learned a lot from and, and Larry Harbaugh, they both say, you know, we only follow the laws that we feel apply to us. So <laughs> I'm not saying break the law, but what I am saying is change it to your benefit. This five or 10% increase, depending on how you read that, say, Hey, you know, the state of California just told me I have to raise my rents by 5%. And the tenants are like, that's not what they're saying. I'm like, well, of course that's what they're saying. Well, I would be an idiot if I didn't do it. Right. I mean, after all, I can't fix your leaky faucets or clean your carpets or anything like that if I don't raise the rent. So again, I don't know what to tell you. And if everybody gets on the bandwagon, guys, single family houses included, you're gonna turn this pile of lemons into lemonade. Understand this. Squared away, big apartment owners, they don't get bothered by stuff like this. Because they consistently raise the rents by around three to four to five percent anyway per year. So all this is really doing is it's making it easier for them, making it easier for their, their tenants to stomach what they were going to do already. That's all this really is. The little guy, little guy's going to have a heart attack if they don't learn how to leverage this into smoking hot deals. So now you're armed with that information. I hope you guys take advantage of this and you really think about how you can turn this pile of lemons into lemonade. If you really sit there and focus on that and just calm down and don't, don't be a sheep, don't, don't follow what everybody else is thinking. Think independently. Look for the positives here. Stay focused on those positives. All right? Guys, I hope you have a great week. I hope you found value in this episode. I hope no matter where you are in the country that you apply this. By the way, those of you who have taken advantage of the One Funnel Away Challenge, we are. I am going to be sending out emails. If you signed up for that, next one's coming. CashflowGuys.com forward slash One Funnel Away. I'll be sending an email out, and you'll hear some bumpers coming out here in the next couple of days. i got some good news for you all. See you soon.